Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Knowing the Will of God, How to Discover. Key verses are Colossians 1.9 and 1.10. Verse 9, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Several weeks ago, in August 2021, I had a bout of the Delta variant of COVID-19, and I was so sick I couldn't pray. But it was the prayers of God's people that stood between me and death for a couple of days, until by the efforts of doctors and staff in ICU, I began to improve. And during several long nights when I couldn't sleep, I read my Bible and I came across the passage in Luke where a rich young ruler came to Jesus and asked a question. It's in Luke 18.18. Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus told him to obey the commandments. The man said he'd kept them since his youth. Jesus gave him one more thing to do in Luke 18.22. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell all that you have, distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Even in my virus-dim mind, what Jesus said left out at me and rang a bell. I thought about what this command meant to me. For the ruler, it was specific. He was rich, it says in another passage in Luke 18.18, and he went away saddened because the cost for him to follow Jesus was too high for him. But for me, after thinking through Jesus' words throughout that night and several following nights, I began to realize the command for me was to release all sense of possession. Now, what does this have to do with knowing God's will? The devotion focus is... There is more to knowing God's will than reading it in the Bible. That is, knowing as in the letter of Scripture and the difference in knowing the spirit of God's will. You could think of it this way, that God writes out his will as commands to us, but what was his reasons behind it? What does he intend for us when we obey? Now, the first, the letter or what is written of God's will when followed as a burden, can lead to legalism. But the second, understanding the spirit of God's will, helps us understand what God intends for us when we obey his commands. One example of this is found in John 15:10, where Jesus said, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide forever in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Now, it goes without saying we are to obey God. And here the promise is, if we obey his commandments, we will abide in his love. And to abide in this verse means to stay within. But about knowledge, of course, reading the Bible to learn God's will is the preliminary beginning of knowledge of God. But just what is the will of God? Now, I want to take something from Romans 12, too. The Bible says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And will in this verse, it means a determination. It's a choice, specifically a purpose and a decree. It's part of his desire and good pleasure. The verse in Romans 12, 2 reveals God intends for us to know his will and to obey it is implied where it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To renew the mind as it relates to knowing God's will involves applying the knowledge we gain. And this means like right now. But I say this smiling. Furthermore, this is from an online search uh, from an unknown source. But I know that it's correct according to God's word. The writer tells us God's ultimate will is the advancement of his kingdom. That's found in Daniel 2.44. It's for his glorification out of 1 Corinthians 10.31. Salvation and sanctification of his children through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's taken from 2 Peter 3.9. And he goes on to say, stop thinking of God's will for your life as a separate plan from his will for his kingdom. They are the same. When you think of God as king over his kingdom and how we are his people in that spiritual kingdom, it's easy to envision why we should seek out and follow God's will for us. If you're like me and are all or nothing when you do something, This act of following God's will can be scary when considered as an all-or-nothing mindset. It would mean regardless of the cost, I will follow God's will. So how can we know God's sovereign will, that determination of God to have his way in his creation? We will find the answer in every verse that declares a you shall in it, either expressed or implied. Listen to a few of the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. Verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Verse 9. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. But in it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor daughter nor your servants. Verse 13. You shall not kill. Verse 14. You shall not commit adultery. Verse 15, you shall not steal. In verse 16, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Now, what would happen in our lives if we started with just these expressions of God's will, these commands, and began to obey them today? In summary, to know God's will requires reading and studying the Bible. And part of that study requires knowing the difference between Old Testament commands that apply to us and those that don't. But this devotion doesn't allow time to study those differences. For example, the Old Testament implies an eye for an eye, speaking of retribution. But Jesus, when addressing this, said in Matthew 5.38, You have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And then in verse 43, he said, You have heard it said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. The action to consider is look in your Bible in the New Testament and find just one command 
write that down on a three by five card and put it on your dash. And also write it on your bath mirror with dry erase. Then begin to apply this command, this expressed will of God in your life every chance you get until it becomes second nature to think it and live it. Now, how long would this take? On average, it takes three to 5,000 repetitions to form a habit. And so the question is, how much do you want God's will for your life? As an encouragement, next week, we'll look at God's permissive will, what he allows us to do in the context of our free will to choose, as in where we live, work, whether we marry or not, and if so, to whom. A final thought is this. If we won't obey what God has clearly declared to us, those things to obey, why will he reveal the answer to those permissive questions concerning his will for our free choices? Now, next week's devotion is part two, Obeying the Will of God, How It Is Done. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.